Right now, Cholula, one of America's favorite hot sauces, is teaming up with Jack in the Box for the Cholula Buttery Jack. With Cholula hot sauce, crispy jalapenos, and pepper jack cheese on a signature bun. Try it with Cholula fries. Jack! Can you cool it with the guitar, please? Sorry, just got a little uh, excited about the burger. <clears throat> Try the Cholula Buttery Jack from Jack in the Box. Part of the Buttery Jack family. Limited time only at participating restaurants. Unbelievable. I'm done. I'm done. This is going to be awesome. CeeLo is butchering the lyrics. Don't mess with Hall and Oates, CeeLo. Dadgummit. He ruined it. Golly! Good morning, everybody. This is Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude, and I'm pissed off that CeeLo Green messed with Daryl Hall's lyrics. Anyway, still kind of cool, though. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody listening on iHeartRadio, on Spreaker, on Spotify, watching on YouTube, watching on Facebook, (laughs) listening on Stitcher, and every other platform. Good morning, guys. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is a good day. Uh, first things first, what am I grateful for today? Oh, you know what? I'm grateful that I'm going to the beach. I'm going to the beach today because we, I get to live in San Diego and I've been up working since about 5 a.m. So I'm going to take an hour and go to the beach and get my head suntan. Um, anyway, good morning, everybody. It's good to see you guys. Charles, Michelle, um, Mary Ellen, great to see you. We have an amazing guest today. But first things first, I had a lot of people message me about that skincare product that I told you was going to set my face on fire, or did set my face on fire. I'm actually going to show you how it works. So this is the first product, the one I told you about that actually makes it feel like, this is face camp, by the way. Good morning, Jimmy the Ninja. Um, This is the product that makes you feel like your face is on fire. So you watch, I'm going to make my face not go on fire. Whew. It even smells like a burn unit. Um, so I put this on, right? And so I just tap it in. Good morning, Bethany. And so what this does, it literally makes my body think my face is on fire. So you will be able to see my face get flush red. But then you immediately take the gel and you just put it on the spots that you want to fix. You don't put it on your entire face. This product will last for months. So I have a front butt, which is that the one right there. (laughs) So I want to fix my front butt and then around my eyes, because you know, it's not nice to have wrinkly eyes. I mean, you know, some people like it. Clint Eastwood can get away with it. I can't. I'm 38. And then the moisturizer, which is actually probably one of my favorite moisturizers I've ever used. 
And literally, you will watch my face become beet red for the next 20 minutes. I may even start sweating because I still have my after hour, my uh, after workout sweats going on. But that's it. And literally, like this will transform your skin. Right now, I don't have any acne issues. I don't have I don't have a lot going on. The problem areas, except for front butt and some wrinkles from not wearing sunglasses. But it's an actually an amazing product, and they have a try me kit for twenty nine dollars. So if you want information about it, just hit me up. I'll let you know. But literally, that's how you use the product, and it's fantastic. And so, ladies, you actually can apply your makeup on right on top of it. And it's really, really fantastic. I mean, I guess if guys wear makeup too, you can do that. I, that's, you know, that, that's up to you. Um, but the cool thing about the product is it gives you a instant lift. And for guys, what's great about it, it actually makes you look like you have a tan. It's pretty fantastic. Like it lasts all day. Anyway, so we have an amazing guest today. I'm so happy she's on the show today. I'm going to read you her bio real quick, radio audience, Facebook audience. You can see it. Um, on today's Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude, brought to you by Live Mono Worldwide, Face Camp, Color Evolution Cosmetics, and SoCo Cannabis Creations, Brenda Adelman is the recipient of the Hero of Forgiveness Award by the Hawaii International Forgiveness Project, Aloha, a critically acclaimed actor who has performed her one-woman show, My Brooklyn Hamlet, from Los Angeles to New York City to London, God, I'm jealous, and... She has a master's degree in spiritual psychology. Oh God, I hope she's not analyzing me right now. Brenda is the author of My Father Killed My Mother and Married My Aunt. That sounds like the setting of a porn movie. Um, Forgiving the Unforgivable, which includes her three-step proven forgiveness process, which she's going to need for my comment just now. She's performed and spoken on forgiveness of others and self and how to use your life story to heal, inspire others, and make an impact for over 12,000 people, for audiences as diverse as women prisoners, youth at risk, the U.S. military, spiritual communities, and a theater festivals worldwide. This is going to be a fantastic conversation, folks. She's the creator of the Sacred Story Method, has an online program for performers and entrepreneurs on storytelling and presenting on stage and video. She has been interviewed by media outlets in New Zealand, Australia, England, and the United States, including Fox News and NPR. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, the gorgeous Brenda Adelman. Thank you so much for having me here. Do I need to ask for forgiveness? I'm putting you for the porn. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, it actually sounds fascinating. Like It sounds like it could go either direction, so... Brenda, have we met before? You look so familiar. No, I don't think we have. I'm not in oh. person. I've watched some of your videos and your interviews, so uh, maybe you've seen some of mine. I'm not sure. Well, I, I'm, I'm grateful you came on the show. You just all of a sudden look really, really familiar. Maybe it's because I saw you five minutes ago in the lobby. Um, okay. So, <laughs> what are you grateful for this morning, Brenda? Well, you know, I'm listening to you. I am super grateful to be here in San Diego as well. I, I mean, I've been so lucky, blessed that I can go to the beach, that, you know, this is a world-class place that people come to uh, vacation. Um, but I'm also really grateful 
for my friends, and I'm really grateful for mm, the love that I feel in my heart right now. That's that's super cool. I I don't even know where to start with you because first of all, tell me about. I, I do want to know because you did you live in Hawaii? Is that how you got the award at the Hawaii International Forgiveness Project or the Hero Forgiveness Award by the Hawaiian International Forgiveness Project? Um, what happened was I actually went there on vacation, and um, there's a very big forgiveness community there. And one day I was super guided to go to the Unity Church in Diamond Head and I just knew I had to go there and it was it was gonna be like a three week one month trip and when I got there I met someone whose girlfriend was on the forgiveness project in Hawaii and so we all went out to dinner that night and they were like oh we need a guest for the meeting this week so I said yes I went to the meeting there were people there Unity Church, and um, I told them about my one woman show and my workshops, and they said, well, let's fill out a proposal. I filled out the proposal, and I got like the one day that I was going to be in town to do my show, to do a workshop, and then um, I was going to the meetings. They have Hawaii Forgiveness Day, and I can't remember exactly how to start that the hero of forgiveness recipient was a Holocaust survivor who was to come to Hawaii on that day. Oh, wow. They decided that they wanted to have two awards and have someone who was there, so they asked me to stay on for the summer. So I technically lived there for about three months. And so I continued very heavily working with the Forgiveness Project, volunteering with Youth at Risk, doing my workshops, traveling, and then I was honored to receive that Bureau of Forgiveness Award. That's incredible. I and I know about the forgiveness community uh, in Hawaii. I used to I went to college there after a tornado hit my house May third of nineteen ninety nine in Oklahoma, and um, I kind of I found out that night. I'm literally watching on TV this tornado going. Oh my God, that's my high school. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, that's where I live. And then and I get a call from Jarrell at Hawaii Pacific University. And which is in downtown uh, Honolulu. And he goes, yeah, we'd like to let you know that you have a full scholarship to Hawaii Pacific. And I was like, oh, great. And he goes, you're not more excited? I go, well, I'm watching a tornado hit my house. And he goes, oh, well, when can you come to Hawaii? And I go, uh, a week? <laughs> so I slept, on some, I slept on someone's couch for two months before I got a place to live there. Um, but yeah, it was an amazing experience. That synchronicity is amazing. And that's how Hawaii was for me. It was Super synchronistic. I ended up having a free place to stay, a free car, got new coverage. Like it, it was all magical. Like, That's rad. So you didn't get called a howly a bunch, did you? What? Did you get called a howly a bunch? Did <laughs> I, I got called an effing howly in about my first hour there. It was great. I didn't know what it meant, so that <laughs> it's probably why I wasn't mad. But anyway, and then I had a girlfriend that called me a howly all the time. She called her little howly boy. So anyway, I um, it's I just I I was a punk kid though. I deserved it. I deserved to be called every name in the book. Um, tell me about the my father killed my mother and married my aunt. Where in the heck did that come from? Where did it come from? Like did where did you come up with the name for that? My father killed no, 
What? Oh my gosh, now I really do feel bad about my comment. I this really happened? Yeah, it's why I was chosen for our forgiveness award, I'm sure. Yeah, because well, of how I felt with it and what I peaked about. You know, I pride myself on being able to connect the dots, but that one didn't happen. Oh my gosh. I feel, I just I feel like Yeah, the face camp is not helping the redness right now because believe me, I am blushing out of embarrassment. Oh my gosh. Okay, now I have now I know what to ask you. So okay. what what did you have to do? To be able to forgive. I, we talk about forgiveness on the show because before I was able to make my life change, it came down to forgiving my father, but also understanding the very things that I was mad and angry and just towards him. All of that stuff, I, I, it was me understanding that, oh, it happened to him too. And that was how I was able to have compassion and then forgive. But how in the world, this is a whole different thing. How were you able to forgive? Well, it took many years. Forgiveness is a journey. This happened in 
taking one of my poems and turning it into a scene from my acting class in LA, not ever thinking I'd do a one-person show because I was so filled with shame, so filled with like I damaged goods to my parents. But I knew I had to get on stage and tell my story because I was hiding. And instead of getting judgment, I got love. I got standing ovation. I got people sharing with me their own personal shame about things that were, were very different and a director who wanted to work with me, a producer who wanted to work with me. So it had a, a life of its own, but I was still, I'd make people laugh and cry in the show and then I'd go home and be miserable and lonely and depressed and I found my way to a program in, Cal, in uh, Santa Monica, the University of Santa Monica, where I got my master's degree in spiritual psychology. And I would say, writing my story, putting it up, and then learning the tools and techniques of how to forgive and set healthy boundaries in that program is what changed my life. So I moved from, I need to, I moved from like a hard boundary with my father, with there'd be times I loved him, times I had to cut him out of my life, to wait, how can I replace that hardness with self-love, making self-honoring choices, and I ended up taking my dad's support for a long, full death when I did that, but from a loving place. And the way I had compassion, like kind of what you said, is I thought about my dad when he was a little boy. I knew about how he grew up. Um, I knew what his mother was like, and it helped me have compassion for him. I did the same thing with my aunt, like how could my mother's sister marry my father? I knew what her upbringing was like. I had to picture them as little kids, and I had to the boundary at the same time and not have them in my life and then I had to apply self-forgiveness because even though it makes no logical sense it was like I was mad at myself for ever trusting my father so I mean it's I teach about forgiveness in that book could my father put my mother married my aunt forgiving the unforgivable I have my three-step forgiveness process because I really looked at everything after doing live workshops and said well where did I lose six years of life Depression. What do I have to do first? And that's kind of what my process is. Oh my gosh. Um, every, so Bonnie says, yes, thank you for sharing. I can relate in some way. Michelle, Brenda, my story is not exactly the same, but there are a lot of similarities. Uh, Mary Ellen says, thank you for sharing this. God bless your courage and strength, says Lisa. Uh, Rich says, this needs to be a documentary. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, peace and power to you, Brenda, Michelle says. Uh Unbelievable. This, I, I, wow. I, I just, I'm speechless because I, I honestly, the way I read it, when I read your bio, I read it like it was a play, not a book. Uh, well, and yeah, well, it's a play. It's a one-woman show based on my life story, and then I have to go. Do you, let me ask you something. Are you ever haunted by your forgiveness? Like, do you ever regret forgiving? Never. Please. Um, and again, forgiveness is letting go of the resentment that I hold within myself that blocks me, that shuts my heart down. Because what I learned is that whenever I shut my heart to anyone, I shut it to myself. Um, and especially, I feel like when you hate a part of your appearance, you're really hating a part of yourself. By hating my masculinity, because I hated my father for a while like that. But um. My aunt, who married my dad, passed, uh, she died this, uh, my dad died in 2004, but uh, my aunt died around Thanksgiving this year, 
And I teach this stuff, right? I teach about forgiveness, I teach people, you know, even if you think someone's not affecting you, let's say they're in another state, whatever, really do the inner work because they're affecting you somehow. And, um, and with my aunt, I was like, whatever, she's in another place. I, I knew, the reason I knew I had to forgive her is because I was never like, while she was alive, I was never like, I wish her well. I got to that place with my father, I wish him well. And then when I found out she died, I remember I was uh, at a conference in LA, I was driving down to San Diego, and I found out, I was like, whatever. And then all of a sudden, I had this vision of my mother, this is me, that's me, my mom, copy. Um, I had this vision that I use in my show. I had this vision of my mother on the spirit, in the, on the other side, just spiritually, just welcoming her sister on into, you know, wherever she is, into the other realm, onto the other side, with like open arms, just like loving her sister who married her husband after you know my father killed her. And I was just sobbing, and all of a sudden, I could just see my mom's spirit loving her sister because on that side, she didn't care that she married her husband, she didn't care the betrayal. And I thought, oh my God, for 20 years I have been holding on to this anger and righteousness and punishment, and like, she's such an awful person, I teach this stuff. And it was like such an opening for me in my heart. Wow. I'm, I'm just... Um... Wow. I, it's such an example. I mean, and everyone like Lisa and John, Melissa, like Rich, we all have stories. I mean, just from, I, I, I know some of their stories and it's, we all have like held on to something for so long. And then every once in a while you hear a story and I'm like, oh God, mine doesn't seem so bad now. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I just need to forgive. And, and and we had this discussion yesterday, and we have it we have it multiple times a week on the show. But the minute you people decide to stand in truth, and the minute that we decide that we're going to use our pain for purpose, is the exact moment that we experience true joy for the first time. Because your message alone and what you're doing already, I guarantee you. Of the, all the people listening on iHeartRadio and iTunes and Spotify and Spreaker and watching on Facebook and YouTube, every one of them, there's or not every one of them, but there's someone out there right now that you've just inspired to go, you know what, enough is enough. I'm going to stand in my truth today and I'm going to share my story. Like that is what this is all about. And guys, this is, this is a prime example of what we were talking about yesterday. You all have a message that needs to be heard by somebody, this one probably needs to be heard by all of us <laughs> because this is the power of forgiveness. Wow. I'm, I'm so inspired by this. You know, before I forgave, my life looked like me hiding, isolating, not being able to allow people in my life who loved me, um, not being able to love, protecting. And then when I forgave and set healthy boundaries, that's mm. an important part at the same time, then all of a sudden my friendships up level, I fell in love back then, I had, um, you know, I like, I started doing my show, I started having opportunities, it's like everything changed. It's just, it's, it's terrific. And you're just free, like you feel lighter. I, and it's a, my, on my website is forgiveness and freedom. 
I put that in the comments because when I do, when I share it in the actual description, Facebook likes to shut it down for some reason. Um, so I, I, to also like the habit of forgiving is also extremely powerful. Thank you guys for sharing the video. And yeah, seriously, if you guys, everyone out there listening, and you know, I don't beg for shares ever, but this message is powerful. Share, please. Like this needs to be heard. Um, not what I'm about to say, what she's saying, <laughs> but I mean, it's a fun habit to develop, to forgive and, and learn that. And, and it's amazing in your relationship. You think about fighting with your husband or wife, or you fight with your boyfriend or girlfriend and just going, just not having to hang on to it as long as you used to, where it runs three to four days. Karen and I got in a fight the other day that normally would have lasted five days. We would have killed five days of our lives being pissed off at each other. And then the next morning, we just looked at each other and started laughing. It was like, what the heck were we even fighting about? I mean, okay. it's amazing. It's the righteousness. And I want you to realize that everything's about perspective. And that, you know, because that, that's something that with me, my brother and I is that, you know, we, had, we did not talk for six years because of... He really could see that my father killed our mother, and I couldn't face it. That's the short of it. And when I decided to take my dad's court for wrongful death with my brother, I had to apply all that forgiveness that I did with my father, um, with my brother, because the judgments that came up were like, I forgive myself for judging my brother as, you know, abandoning me as my only family. And then all the judgments I had against him, I realized could be self-judgments. Well, I, I was so mad at myself for abandoning my brother. I was his baby sister. So I then, you know, looked at it and it was like, well, let me forgive myself for judging myself and abandoning him. So I think sometimes people don't take responsibility because they're afraid it's going to kill them. Like they're going to feel so guilty and that's where the self-forgiveness comes in. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, Letting go of that righteousness, I'm right, you're wrong, and being like, wait, there's two perspectives on everything. There, right? right, there's really no right or wrong. Exactly. I mean, uh, exactly. I, you can. There is um, something about there is no good or bad. Oh my god, I love this. Um, <laughs> Now that I've said it, I forgot where it came from, too. But I mean, there really isn't because perspective. It's so funny, like in, just even with communication, how we can intend to say, wow, you look pretty in that, you look pretty in your dress or you, we can intend to say something out of kindness, but if it's interpreted wrong, then guess what? <laughs> it's lost its meaning. I mean, and that's a poor example, but there's so much. on storytelling uh, and presenting to stage and video. So here's the thing, what I love about this, and I, and I know that you, I'm assuming that this was intended, but you think about every one of us right now that are watching that do Facebook Lives. Uh, Michelle, you do Facebook Lives now. Rich, you're doing Facebook Lives. Uh, uh, John, you do great Facebook Lives. I don't know who else is on here, but you guys are all entrepreneurs too. And the art of doing video, doing this, doing a show, like we've all become performers. There is an art to... Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's great to learn what I, the point is, 
It's not learning how to present yourself on video is not something for actors and actresses anymore. It's frankly for everybody because yeah, you all get to become a brand. That's why I started teaching it because I have so many years of acting training and then, you know, coaches are being told, just get online, just do Facebook Live. And it's like, of course they're going to be nervous. Of course they're not going to know what they're doing. I take years studying all this stuff. They're going to be looking over there. They're going to be sweating. They're not going to make it personal. So yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh-oh. I got kicked off. Dadgummit, be live. Um, I'm back. Can you see me? Okay. Um, no, you're right. And it's but and there's so many little things too, like where the camera's at, where your eyes are, in the position of the camera. There's so much that goes into it. When I first learned, I was so nervous. I was like, I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. And now I'm doing like three lives a day. <laughs> but I was so scared. But the truth is, we all have a message that needs to be heard and in the journey. And it doesn't matter if you're not the, the very, very top. If you're even in the middle, people will need to hear the, the journey from the people that feel like they're in the middle or if you're just starting. When I started, I, say again. It's really about being up. Yes, that's, yes. That's why you see commercials now. Where people are holding up, like, the, the, it's videoed on a phone. You know, they're doing because people like the realness. They want to know it's real. And it wasn't, to, it didn't take 15 takes. Right, exactly. Oh, I love it, I love it, I love it. This is so cool. So I want to know something. You have, you, you're so accomplished. You've been on Fox News, you've been on NPR, you've been on media outlets all over the world. What is your most proud accomplishment and Why? That's fine. Um, my ex and I adopted a foster child. Aww. And um, Grant, he's 19 now in his first year of college. And, you know, he's struggling with that. But I have to say, that's, you know, it's making me cry, but that's probably my greatest accomplishment. You know, just knowing that I was able to love him and he knows he has a mom. You know what? And that's that's something because there's people that don't even really love their own kids that came from them, you know, and and learning to love. I mean, heck, I have trouble loving my stepdog. I mean, it, 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 it's it's tough to be able to open yourself completely to love, you know, something that may or may not be come from you, your DNA. I mean, that, that's, to me, that is an accomplishment because it's hard. It's not easy. Loving stepkids or stepdogs or whatever, it, you know, it's a challenge. You learn. You learn to love. You have to be able to open yourself up in a different way completely. So, yeah, I think that's a heck of an accomplishment. But, I mean, I will say, as far as the, the business part of things, some of the most amazing moments have been when I'll have done my show and someone afterwards will come up with their um, – you know, their parents that they dragged there the second day because someone had committed suicide in their family years before and nobody had talked about it because my show is about not being ashamed of anything and it's teaching and it's entertaining, they could open up a dialogue with their family, you know, or I actually had one person who, I have had several people over the years who've had stepfathers who've killed their mother, but I had one person whose father killed her mother um, she's a lot younger than me, and she saw my show, and then she said that she realized that she could heal from this one day. 
Like those are the kind of things. Or there was a woman whose brother died of AIDS in the 80s. And for whatever reason, I think it's because, you know, the humanity runs through it. It doesn't have to be my particular story that someone lived through. It's, you know, love, loss, betrayal, shame. And so this woman hadn't talked about her brother since the 80s. And then she told me that, you know, because I have love for my dad too, it allowed her to bring back the love of her brother. You know, those are the kind of things and the reason why I continue to do the show. This is why all of you, this is a prime example of why all of you should live in your truth. Because you never know what your story, that thing that you feel like you need to hide from the world, that thing, that little silly thing that you think you're making a bigger deal than it is, you have no idea the impact that secret could have on someone's life that may save their life. And I mean, that's, that's the theme of the show is living your truth. It's the only way to be free. It's the only way to have joy. And it's really the way that you get to use all of that to bless other people's lives and just feel love like you've never felt it before. And you know what, Brenda, what's amazing about you to me is I, I generally, I see people and I can see like their, the pain that they hide. I see their greatness too. I would have never imagined this, you went through this because you radiate love and joy and it's, you literally are walking, you're not, you're not preaching forgiveness and not forgiving. You really have lived it and it's, it's inspiring to me. Thank you. Thank you. I'm also a very spiritual person. Um, and so I really do believe that, you know, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Hmm. And whenever I get caught up in the world, I remember that for me, there's something bigger than me that connects all of us. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I get into my little stuff or being angry about something or thinking something was wrong, I remember the truth. So that's why I really resonate with your thing about the truth. Yeah, it's powerful. It's powerful. So what's what's next for you? What are you what are you working on? What is the vision? Like what where are you going from here? Because I don't take you for someone that's just gonna stop here. No, definitely not. Um, well, one thing that's really exciting is that I teamed up with two other women. Ooh. Actually, the mastermind of Mariana Williams. She's the one. Uh, she runs a storytelling event in Long Beach, and she had me be a guest speaker, storyteller at her event, and then this other woman was there. So we teamed up, and we're three award-winning, critically acclaimed actors and storytellers, and so we each do 30 minutes of our one-person show, because my whole show is an hour, and uh, Marianne does a 30-minute storytelling. She's a comedian and a musician. And so we have this show called Divas in Danger, about escape, betrayal, and budget plastic surgery. And so we've done this show probably um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like eight times. And so our next performance is this, uh, the third Saturday in April, I think it's the 21st in Long Beach. We do that again in May. We just booked it at a cultural center in Torrance. We booked it in Mexico. So wow. that's, you know, I, I I want to do my, my show locally here in San Diego because I have a lot of people who want to see it. I don't have something set up right now, but Divas in Danger is, is what we're doing. And then I teach other performers and speakers how to create one person from stages based on their life story. And so I've had clients performing, premiering their material this past month, and it's been amazing. Did you see Mike Tyson's one-man show? No, I didn't. 
Oh my. So there's two one-man shows, and they're both men, that I've seen in my life. I saw Henry Rollins from the Rollins Band, who is funny, sneaky funny, but you would never think that. Um, and then Mike Tyson. They were mind-blowing how well they did. Um, and, I'm a fan, and I'm a huge fan of... You know, comedy, one-man performances. Like, I, I love it, but those are two that I've seen in person. And it just... Wow. I'm, I want to... I know it's a women's event, but are men allowed to go? Because I'd love to see you live. What's a women's event? It's not a women's You partnered event. with three women. I didn't know if it was for women only. No, demons in danger. No. Ah, okay. Well, I want to go, and I want to see it happen... Like, why not do it at, um, what's the place in Little Italy, the, um, the little concert venue? That would be perfect to do this at. No, no, no. I'll, I'll check it out if you tell me what it is. The other two women live up in Orange County. That's why we've been doing it there. And getting to Little Italy is easy. Um, oh, I forgot the name of it. I will, well, I'll remember it and I'll tell you. Like, we, I want to see this happen. This would be amazing. Powerful. I mean, it's life-shifting. Well, I mean, but your story is life-shifting, so I can't imagine what the other stories are like. Yes, they're amazing. Wow. Little Women Deborah has an amazing story about escaping Jamaica. Uh, they're great. I mean, I feel really grateful. The show is just amazing together. So. How fun. Well, listen, I'm a fan. Um, I can't... I, like, anything I can do to support you, anytime... You have something new and you want to come on and plug it. Like, I'm a fan and and you are an inspiration, Brenda. Thank you so much. Um, for coming on the show today, I'm going to give you a giraffe. A giraffe? Yes. And you cannot sell it and you cannot give it away. What are you going to do with it? I was thinking it was like a stuffed animal. No, it's a real giraffe. You have to feed it. Oh, I have to feed it. Yes. You get to feed it. I get to feed it. What am I going to do with the giraffe? Wow. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Uh, love it? I don't know. I, <laughs> you stumped me. You completely stumped me. I actually saw giraffes. I went to South Africa. They were so stunning. They're beautiful. It's my, it's my spirit animal. I'm a big I fan. Giraffe's old house, too. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'm still going to love it. <laughs> Brenda, God bless you. You're amazing. We're a fan. Everyone follow her. Um, you can check her out on her social media. She's an incredible human being, as you know already. Um, Brenda, you're the best. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you so much. Thank you. She's freaking terrific. Oh, my gosh. And I feel like such a dope that I... I misread. Oh, God. Um, well, that was powerful. And that, again, she is... That is the, a prime example of everything that we talk about on the show, about living your truth and, and the power of forgiveness and letting go of all that because it's not serving you. Um, so you guys, like, if you know somebody that needs to hear her message, please share or tag them or copy the video and send it to them in Messenger because... There's so many people that are hanging on to hurt and pain of the past that's just not doing them any good. And they need to be set free of that. And maybe Brenda's message can uh, set them free. Anyway, everyone listening right now on Spotify, Spreaker, iTunes, iHeartRadio, watching on Facebook and YouTube, thank you guys so much. 
God bless you guys. Um, it's going to be an amazing day. I have, actually, this is uh, coming up at 1 o'clock Pacific. I have Boys to Men, not the band, but Boys to Men. It's a mentoring group um, here in San Diego. They're incredible. Uh, it's a, an awesome mentorship program that I'm getting involved with about mentoring, mentoring the youth, like troubled youth, because frankly, the youth are our future. And the sooner we can get to people that are hurting and help change their life, they can start using their hurt for good and we can change the world. So I'm really excited about them coming on at one o'clock. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for uh, everything, man. All the shares, the likes. Thank you for supporting Brenda. God bless you guys. Now's the time to get more happy because the SoCal resident ticket is back at the Disneyland Resort. Save up to 25% on select multi-day tickets and with more savings, you get more excitement, more joy, and more magic. There's no better time to get more happy. Visit Disneyland.com SoCal or click on the banner for details. Savings based on non-discounted price for the same ticket. Valid for residents and select SoCal zip codes with valid ID. Tickets expire May 24th, 2018. Restrictions apply.